Hello there, Normanites. I'm Zach Logsdon, and welcome to I Am Norman, a podcast about Norman, Oklahoma. As I record these words, we are in the midst of an international pandemic. Schools and businesses are closed, gatherings of more than a few people are restricted, and we're under a stay-at-home order, all aimed at curbing the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Inevitably, during times like this, many of us, including myself, feel helpless. Healthcare workers and law enforcement are on the front lines keeping us safe, and many people are risking their health by continuing to ensure that we have access to the essentials like food, gas, and medicine, while many of us sit at home wishing there were something we could do to help. Some people are sewing masks from their homes, some businesses have converted to manufacturing medical supplies or hand sanitizer. But me? Well, I work in marketing. I can create marketing campaigns, design logos or websites, I can produce videos. But in situations like this, I feel pretty helpless. So, I decided to start a podcast about our community and the people in it. This podcast is about them, their stories, their challenges, and what they're going through during this time. My hope is that while we're all social distancing and feeling so far apart, this podcast might help everyone feel a little bit more united and understand that we're not alone and we'll get through this together. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I am Norman. Hello, Normanites. This is Zach Logsdon, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Norman podcast. Very excited about our guest today. So far on the show, as you know, we've had... A, uh, the, our mayor, we've had the president CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, and we've had a small business owner. But I'm very excited about our guest today because she brings expertise from both the small business side and the accounting side of things, as she is both a CPA and a small business owner. Today we have Lisa Denisio, CPA and co-owner of Sulia CPA Solutions. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Zach. Start by telling us a bit about yourself. How long have you lived in Norman? What brought you here? And what about Norman made it the place you chose to raise your family, start a business, plant your roots, so on and so forth? (laughs) Well, um, I have been back in Norman for about 10 years now. And that my husband grew up in Norman and we met at University of Oklahoma. And we got married and then we moved away for 10 years. And we lived in Minneapolis, Cincinnati, and D.C. Um, and what brought us back to Norman was family. We wanted to raise our kids here, and I'm so thankful that we did. What What is it about Norman that makes, you know, you've you lived in some, some neat places. What, uh, what brought you back? What, what was it about Norman that made you say, that's the place I want to raise my kids? It's the community. The people are so nice. And I don't think I realized how nice people were in in Oklahoma in general until I left the state. And then I realized you just don't, you know, some places people don't ever smile at you or ask you how you're doing. And it was, it was something that, especially when we lived in DC that we really, we really missed and we wanted our kids to be able to grow up in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your company, Sulia CPA Solutions. What do you do? What's your specialty, uh, et cetera? We help small businesses. So we don't do any income taxes. That's probably one of the things that makes us unique. People always assume, being a CPA, that I do taxes. 
But I work with business owners, and we have bookkeepers, and we prepare financial statements. And depending on what they need, we do them monthly or quarterly. Um, And it's kind of a nice blend because we've got the bookkeepers, but then my partner and I are both CPAs. And so the business owners have access to us for, um, you know, budgeting and cash flow planning, um, any difficult decisions that they might be looking at, uh, we can help advise them. So imagine uh, being in the advisory role and being a CPA, you've been very, very busy uh, these past few weeks. <laughs> As yeah. you, so you own a small business and you work it with small businesses. Um, before I get into you know the, the, the SBA stuff and all the federal government stuff and, and all that, talk about how this pandemic has affected your business, your day-to-day, and how are you adjusting to this new but hopefully temporary normal we're living through right now? Definitely. So we are unique in the sense that we do everything remotely. So all of our employees are remote, and we have an office, which you know about that because mm-hmm. I have an office near you. Yes, you do. Um, and so people will come in. <laughs> people will come into the office. You know, if they just need a day away or they want to meet up with someone to do training, but all of our accountants are remote. But that wasn't, the whole working from home was not a big pivot for us. And our biggest pivot with with everything that's going on is helping our clients. We do, I have a lot of restaurants and bars, retail stores. It's so working with them to help them through this. That's been the biggest change. It's not our, what we're actually doing to work, but just, the manner of what we're having to advise through. So you're having to offer a lot of that advice right now, as you mentioned, small businesses, restaurants, merchants uh, are your clients. And those uh, seems like are the hardest hit uh, by the pandemic. Um, Just talk about that. Talk about what you're hearing from your clients. Talk about their struggles, obviously without naming names. Uh, Tell us, tell us how they're doing. Yeah, I, I can relay a conversation I had with one of my clients, and I think it put it all in perspective, is we were talking about his employees and how he's trying to figure out, he thinks that they're going to be better off if they're claiming unemployment financially because there's no tips coming in at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then he was working on trimming down his menu and trying to figure out PPP. (laughs) And then the best was he said, and I can't find flour. I'm driving from store to store because we got no flour delivered, and I can't make half my recipes without flour. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I thought it just summed it up because those small <laughs> business owners are dealing with, like, their employees and trying to figure out these government loans. And then just down to the very basics of I don't have a necessity that I need to make the product I'm selling. Are there any businesses or industries that seem to be largely unaffected, or, or, or is, is this reaching everyone equally? I have some clients that do rental homes, and surprisingly, for April, all of their rents came in, and they were prepared. They had worked with their lenders on um, having like a delay of their mortgage payments because they so that they could provide rent relief. And so now the question is, okay, are they going to see it in May? Like, is it just was it just that April was a fluke that then you know? Because I think they have. We're probably talking about like 500 renters, so it's a large number. And they didn't have. They had one person request relief out of that. Hmm. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm an electric electrical company that I do um, work for. They have been 
they have been go. They do new construction electrician electricity. So you know, it's not they're still able to go in and do the work. Right. And I think they'll see their slowdown in a few months because there's not a lot of new things that are starting in the pipeline. So here's a uh, maybe a hard question to answer, and something that just kind of popped into my mind: Is there a is is there a, a amount of time that you think that the average restaurant merchant, uh, local small business, can sustain uh, basically being shut down or having having a fraction of their revenue and, and be able to re- recover from? Um, or is it, is it going to be different across the board? Meaning, if this ends in 30 days or 60 days, hey, we'll all be okay. But if it lasts 90, we're going to see a very large percentage of these of these places go out of business, or or is that maybe that's a terrible question? I, it just popped into my head, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, I I would say of all my clients, the restaurants are the hardest hit, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them would not be able to continue without the PPP funds that they're getting. That's kind of helping tide them over right now. They're Basically, like the restaurants, and I, I know, especially people taking time to listen to this podcast, are probably the ones that are getting carry out from local businesses to, mm-hmm. to buy local and support local, because that is um, what's keeping them afloat. But they're really like every day, even though they're doing takeout, they're operating at a negative. And so it's the timeline for the different restaurants, it's going to depend on who has the capital right. to, to put more money into yeah. it. But, but right now they're already they're hurting. So you, you've mentioned the PPP, which is the Paycheck Protection. Um, I don't remember what the P stand for, but it's uh, it's it's an SBA program that, uh, that 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 helps out small businesses uh, cover payroll and utilities and rent and so forth. Uh, talk about um, well, let, let me frame it this way. Honestly, you've been a huge source of information f- for me uh, in in supplying. You know what's the SBA doing? Whether it's the EIDL or it's the PPP or it's the these grants. There's so much being offered by the SBA, and and maybe then re refigured. And okay, this isn't being offered anymore, but this is. Um, talk, talk us through from your standpoint, how you gathered that information, how you interpret that information, how that information changed, and then how you're communicating it to your clients. Well, I am going to be totally honest and say everything that I sent out to my clients was pretty much recycled from something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm sure they they appreciated it regardless of where it came from. They appreciated it. Uh, But but talk about all the different programs that you... Go ahead. You know, during this time, there was so much information sent out. And so as I reviewed what I was being sent, I was trying to make sure it was a credible source and that it gave details enough where my clients could see if it would be a, a good um, a good deal for them, but without being too confusing, like that it's... And as it, as it turned out with them, you know, I work with small businesses. And so the PPP became... Um, you know, it is the the funding source that majority of my clients went with. Um, the biggest challenge was that everything kept changing. And so, you know, we would send out an application and they were opening the applications on Friday because PPP, you apply through a bank directly. 
But then Thursday night, they changed the application. But for most of my clients, I already had their application ready, and they were, they were <laughs> in line at the bank. And luckily, the, the bank still took the, the old application. And I just worked with a client today that's just now getting, you know, getting things together. And his bank wants so much more information than other banks. So it's not saying, you know, the banks kind of had a say in terms of like what they wanted to require for documentation. And so it varied greatly from bank to bank. And I think as time went, time went on, banks got a better sense of what they needed to ask for. And so it just kept kind of, you know, went from doing your average payroll and submitting your payroll forms to, um, you know, giving us your average utility and average rent and estimated pay, you know, and full-time equivalents. And so, yeah, they, they, they kind of increased what they wanted in terms of um, the application. Are you seeing success from, from these applicants and applications that are being submitted? Are, are people's requests being funded and they're, they're getting their money? We are for the PPP. Um, you had mentioned earlier that EIDL grants, there was that $10,000 grant that was supposed to be, was originally touted as being funded within three days. And I have not had any clients receive funds from that. Interesting. Do you have any any clue as to why what the holdup there is, or any, have you done any research into into that? I I've done a little bit, and it almost seems like they've changed. I've, what I heard the latest was now it was going to be a thousand dollars for every W two employee you had, which is not how it was originally. Um, it, that's not how it was originally pitched. I don't know if that's the exact word to say. But I was encouraging clients of mine who didn't have employees to apply for EIDL because I knew that the clients with employees could apply for PPP. Um, so it's disheartening because it, there's a lot of people that could use a loan from the SBA that um, they've almost kind of given up hope on that just because there's been no communication on it. Yeah, that that seems like it uh, might really hurt. Well, that, you know, come, what comes to mind for me is is commercial real estate. You know, you you own a you own a piece of property. You have expenses related to that. Maybe your tenants can't pay rent, um, but you don't have employees. So a, a, a grant or a loan that is tied to your your employees doesn't really assist those who have expenses right. but but no employees. Uh, are there other are there other types of industries uh, that are that you think would be impacted by that that may not have employees but would definitely need uh, could, could use some assistance? A lot of my construction clients. Because they pay subcontractors, but they still have a lot of loans for their equipment that's out there that they're needing to make payments on. That makes sense. So, you know, Norman's is obviously full of of small businesses and uh, restaurant owners and merchants, uh, all who are hurting right now. Talk about, from an economic standpoint and a cultural standpoint, the importance of small businesses to a community like Norman. You know, I think of the places I love, like Gray Owl Coffee and Scrap, and I think how sad I would be like when we can actually get out if if those places aren't there anymore. And so I think that's what's so important for us as residents of Norman is to help those small businesses in any way we can, you know, through online shopping or placing orders. Uh, because the unique businesses we have, like our locally owned businesses that aren't the big chains, like that's what makes Norman so unique. Um, we travel a lot with our kids' soccer teams, and we go to all these cities in Texas, and it's like the same exact restaurants, the same exact big chain restaurants are there. And I'm just so thankful that, like, we can go out to eat in Norman and eat at places that aren't 
all over the world. Right. <laughs> but that, it makes our town unique. It gives us the culture that we have. For sure. And, and I think that in terms of the choices that we have to make as we start to venture out of our houses, whatever that looks like, and it's going to impact like who's able to survive this. Yeah. Um, so, as a you know, aside from applying for SBA loans and, and government assistance to help through this, to speak purely from the standpoint of a CPA, a bookkeeper, an accountant, a small business owner, offer some advice to our listeners uh, for how you know things beyond applying for assistance. Like I said, about steps they can take to try to weather this storm, how to be more lean, how to you know take advantage of. Uh, you know, other things that, 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 that those of us that don't spend our days uh, in, in QuickBooks um, may not <laughs> may not think of otherwise. So one of the, the things I talk to my clients early on is look at any subscription services you have that are automatically charging your credit cards. It's easy to forget about those. But a lot of those, when you're not up and running, you don't need. Um, and and par, par back on that. Um, and those are, you know, even as small as like um, some people pay for like the music that they play in their restaurant, they have a subscription for ad free music. And, you know, at this point we don't need that. So just kind of paring back, paring back on those. Um, If you're paying rent um, is to see if you can have like your rent added at the end of your lease, if you can get, and I've kind of suggested to clients, if your landlord is willing negotiate two or three months up front, because that gives you the time you need to get, um, it just gives you a little more breathing room instead of every month spending so much time trying to alleviate those expenses. Um, one thing I've been really encouraged by is how small businesses are helping other small businesses and just the stories I've heard of um, people who are doing what they can to help other small businesses make it. Um, and I'll just give one example for our firm is like for our, our restaurants. And right now it's, we're just like, we're not charging you. Like we're doing a lot of work for them and we're doing it without charging them because they can't afford to pay. And, and my viewpoint is like, if they don't survive, I don't survive. Like my, my business is built because of other small businesses and we're all in it together. And there's a lot of other instances of people that even another small business owner who lives in New Jersey spent some time with my partner and I on the phone yesterday, just kind of giving us tips on we're using this time. And this is another recommendation I've given clients. Like if you don't, if you're not forward facing with a lot of clients right now, it's for us, for our, some of our employees, we're like, okay, let's do some of these projects. We're trying to get our, you know, our software management of our workflow up and we're switching to a new software system. And so this woman spent an hour and a half with us walking through how her farm uses the software system. And it was just like one business owner helping another business owner. And I think that that's the power of small businesses. We really are in it to help other people succeed. That's great. Yeah, great advice. And, and you're 100% right that the way we're going to get through this is by reaching out and helping um, helping those around us and, and, and continuing to get the takeout and curbside delivery from, from the restaurants. And yeah. uh, when, you know, I, I talked to... Scott Martin with the Chamber of Commerce and 
you're talking about well i think brookhaven, brookhaven village i even saw is is uh some of their merchants are offering basically curbside for for your you know your retail needs so if you want to order something through their website or call and and on order um and they'll bring it out to your car so all all those types of things um, my wife actually took our dog to the vet this morning, and they had curbside service. So anything you can do to, to, to continue to support our, our vets and our merchants and our and our uh, and our restaurants is, is is key right now. Well, and the best part is I went through and I got some coffee from Beanstalk, which bless them, Beanstalk Coffee. They just opened like a week before oh, all of this happened. Yeah. And, but then I'm like, well, not only are you getting like great coffee, but then you just have to feel good. Like I'm helping a small business yep. <laughs> and we had um, takeout last night from Tai Tai and I was like, no dishes and I'm helping. It's just like that like, <laughs> doubly good feeling. Like you don't feel bad about what you spent for dinner because you're like, I'm helping out someone else who needs it. I know that so. I, I would I would welcome the no dishes thing right now. Can you believe how many I'm I'm sure yeah. you're in the same boat we are with the number of dishes <laughs> uh, that are getting produced. The uh, best my kids have to do it now, yep. and they are at like that was Nick's one request. Is he was like, no dishes, <laughs> like we have to eat on paper plates, yep. <laughs> or out of the container. <laughs> I'm with I'm with Nick on that one. Um, so let's, yes. let's talk about the future and and you know you know some positivity with some hope. Uh, when all this is uh, said and done, you know, we take so much for granted. I, I know that me, I, I, I never thought I'd take for granted actually going into the office. Uh, it just seemed like a foregone conclusion. Um, that's something I, I miss a great deal and, and seeing people and being around people. What, when this is all said and done, what is something you will never take for granted again? Well, anyone who knows me with two kids playing competitive soccer, I always complain about the amount of time that I'm at the soccer field, be practice or tournaments, games. And I actually texted to someone. I was like, I miss soccer. Like I miss (laughs) being at the field. Like I never thought I would say it, especially during spring. But um, I miss, I miss that aspect. And I still have all the things on my calendar that were supposed to be happening. And, you know, I, I, when it pops up, during the day, it's just kind of this sadness where I'm like, yeah. oh, Rachel's supposed to be at a track meet today, yeah. or, you know, just kind of the things that aren't happening. And so many times we get so busy in life that we fail to see the things that we're doing as blessings because it's really just another thing to check off the list. And when it all gets taken away, you realize all of it's a blessing to be able to go watch your kid play a sport they love, to be able to meet a good friend for coffee, you know, to be able to meet up with friends for dinner. Like those are all just like little blessings that we took for granted before. And I I hope as we move forward that we continue having that, um, that heart of gratitude and just being grateful for the little things and not to take it for granted, but just to know. And, and the overall, like the biggest thing to be grateful for is our health is as we go through this, it's like still being healthy enough that, and we are able to do those things. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. And that's you know, one of the, the many on my long list of things that, uh, I, I don't ever think I'll take for granted again. And, you know, we, uh, my wife and I uh, talked about the the track meets and the all all spending all day at a track meet and complained about it and all the how what would, I wouldn't give to be able to go spend a, an entire day at a track meet right now that would it just sounds amazing uh, if, if it's out of the house and around people I would happily do it right now uh, you mentioned uh, the funniest was last week my daughter said. 
she's like, mom, is this the day we get to go do Walmart pickup? And then I said, do you realize what you just said? Like, this is the only thing on our list of leaving the house today. And yep. it used to be like something we would do on the way home from church. But now right. it is like the only time we were leaving the house. <laughs> yep. yep. So you mentioned Gray Owl. You mentioned Scratch, I think, uh, as some favorite spots in Norman. Uh, it, when, when all this is said and done, you can finally get out there. Uh, besides those two places, since you've already mentioned them, where, where's a, a, your favorite spot that you'd like to go and sit actually inside, across from people, with other people within six feet of you? Where can you wait, to, not wait, to, to get get back out to? Hands down for me, Zach, it's been Venuti's. Oh, yeah. It's like my favorite date place, and... Um, Oh, I miss it. They just have fabulous service and fabulous food. Okay, so well, I can't gotta, wait to get back there. And you got to tell me what you what your favorite thing to get there is. Okay, so I always start with the sriracha shrimp and a nice a nice bottle of wine, of sure. course. Sriracha shrimp, and then I have the rocket salad with the dressing on the side, and then my husband and I split the lamb. Wow. Not that I've ever seen there. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing. I always, I always in these phone calls, so much hungrier than I did uh, at the start. That sounds really, really good. Uh, a couple more questions, and I'll let you go. Is there, is there any one individual or group of individuals that you would uh, like to give a shout out to right now for going above and beyond during this challenging time? Most definitely my Zulia team. Like my partner, Susan Barnes, and our employees are amazing and just have been doing a lot to encourage each other and just stay positive. And probably the hardest part is having conversations with clients where um, you have a difficult conversation and you see how bad someone's hurting. And then 15 minutes later, you're having the same conversation with someone in a different industry. And it's hard at the end of the day not to internalize that. Yeah. Because, you know, we're empathetic people and we're like, oh my gosh, these people, and we've had a lot of our clients for years and we're like, these people that we've worked with for years have become friends and then just to see them, they've put everything in their business and to see them basically like, you know, just fighting to keep it alive. It's that, that's hard. They're hard conversations to have. Yeah, for sure. So let's end things on a positive note. You you actually mentioned being grateful and, and thankful, but uh, let, give me one more opportunity to say something that uh, right now during a time where there's so much worry and concern and opportunities to be negative, tell me one thing that you're thankful for right now. Okay, this might sound kind of cheesy, but I'm thankful this all happened during spring because like when I look outside and I see like the flowers blooming and I hear the birds chirping is it just reminds me of new life and new growth. And I think that, that even though this is like a difficult time, I think we will come out stronger and that there'll be new growth on the other side. And so I'm just, I think it'd be so much harder to be going through all of this if it was like cold and dreary and all the trees were dead outside. <laughs> That's very fair, very fair. And all now, and, and although it's a little chill, been chilly outside the past couple of days, there we've had some beautiful days lately. Yeah. And, you, know, you know, of all the times to be stuck at home, um, you know, obviously we can get outside at least. So we've had some beautiful weather. And you're right, if this goes on for another 30 days or another 60 days, at least it's during a time where we can get out yeah. and enjoy nature uh, and, and, and be outdoors. Yeah, And the sun's I think, so much different, like, from Monday to today. Like, it is, you know, it's a game changer for me when it's sunny out. It's I can feel it in my mood. 
So uh, last thing, let everybody know how they can contact you if they'd like to, if they need any uh, any accounting or bookkeeping assistance. Uh, tell us uh, you know, how, how to reach out to Sulia CPAs and maybe reach you directly, or if you're on social media, you can you can throw that out. Yeah, I'm totally not on social media. I suck <laughs> at that. Um, but um, I have a cell phone. Let <laughs> me do my cell phone number out. Okay. Um, it's 405-808-4543, or my email is lisa at com, and our website is um, com. So I would be happy, happy to help anyone who needs it, and if you just need a little bit of advice, um, feel free to reach out. Thanks so much for being a part of the podcast, Lisa. It was very enjoyable talking to you, and I think a great resource for information and advice for for all the small business owners that are listening today. Well, thank you for doing this, Zach. I think it's awesome, and I love seeing how people are um, just taking extra time they have during this quarantine and using it to um, help others. Yeah, absolutely. Norman Ice, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to follow this podcast on Instagram or Twitter, you can do so at I am Norman Pod. Uh, thank you for listening and stay tuned for many more episodes to come. Walk with me, Susie Lee, through the park and by the tree. We will rest upon the ground and the I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by The Hall at the Railhouse, Norman's premier event space and the heart of downtown. When all of this is said and done and life gets back to normal, the one thing we'll all be looking to do is celebrate with our friends and families. Weddings, receptions, corporate events, luncheons, banquets, proms, parties, and more. If you're looking for a place to celebrate life, we hope you'll choose The Hall at the Railhouse. For more information, please visit therailhousenorman.com or call 405-778-0003. I Am Norman is sponsored in part by Old Hat Creative. Old Hat is a strategic marketing and branding firm located right here in downtown Norman. From websites, corporate identity, graphic design, video production, and more, Old Hat can help any organization achieve their marketing goals. For more information, visit oldhatcreative.com or email info at oldhatcreative.com.